Hoody ho! Hello, all. Welcome to episode 87. All right, guys. So we're here with uh, another guest. Um, it's kind of weird to see like the evolution of how I get my guests because it kind of went full circle. Um, you know, I first started just people that I knew, and then it went to Facebook groups. Then it went from like Instagram and that website Podmatch and other little sites and here and there. And then now we're back to Facebook groups. Uh, I put out a post recently just trying to, um, you know, trying to find people and, and on Instagram as well. And, you know, a bunch of people reached out and said they wanted to be on. And uh, I found another, well, a bunch of people, but this is our first. Um, so why don't you, you know, introduce yourself and, you know, tell a little bit about yourself. Right. My name is Melissa Schroeder. I am a current title holder for the state of Nebraska as U.S. American Miss Nebraska. And I have both LACMOs and POTS along with a couple other um, disabilities and illnesses that go along with these things. Um, I've done a lot as far as my entire life where it came to trying to speak up for those disabilities. Before I even knew I had one myself, I was working with a local organization called CRCC and really speaking up and helping those um, disabled children who are with this organization experience things that our society doesn't believe that we are capable of doing. And one of my most proud accomplishments would have been um, putting together a field day for these kids because when you think of people with disabilities our society for some reason automatically thinks oh well that means you're disabled you're in a wheelchair and you can't move you have no no ability whatsoever right. and while sometimes that may be the case as it is with my grandmother there are so many different types of disabilities out there and just because your version of in your head of what is disabled doesn't mean that it's the only thing. And just because someone is disabled doesn't mean that they are completely unable. We all have abilities, whether it be something small or large. We can all accomplish great things. All we have to do is set our mind to it. We are no different than anyone else just because we may think differently or be physically differently. Right. I think think some of the things that we struggle with is what is an actual an accomplishment? Because we get to a point where um, we look at other people's accomplishments, you know, able bodies, whatever you, term you want to use for them, um, and we look at what they can accomplish, and we go, well, I can't, you know, in my case, like for visually impaired, I can't drive. So I'm like, well, I can't do that. But now if I could, that would be an accomplishment. But te- that's, that's one of my few limitations I cannot do. So then I get to my actual, like what I accomplish, and then you think of everything I've been through And, you know, I know you don't know a whole bunch about my story, but all the things I've been through and then it's like, well, now I have my own place. I work, you know, obviously I have time to do this and I I do a lot of advocating and do all these great things. Those are accomplishments. But then telling a person who has, you know, is an able body, who has, you know, perfect sight and can walk and all that. And you tell them, hey, I got a job. It's like, well, so do I. So does my son. So does my wife. It's like it's not an accomplishment to them. So sometimes we kind of get stuck in this what is an accomplishment for us because we're so compared to them and, and we do it ourselves a lot of times, but um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's always been a big you know variable that's kind of gotten in the way, but um, you know, that's where we kind of have to come in and just kind of figure this yeah, out. I, I started looking at it as, you know, an able-bodied person can have depression. They can have anxiety. 
and small accomplishments like getting out of bed can be huge for a person with depression. So with a person with a disability, for me, being able to type a small sentence is a big accomplishment, whereas an able-bodied person can type all day with no no limitations. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I you know, I don't know where you sit on it, but to me, mental health is a disability. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I have it. I don't, I'm sure you, I mean, every disability, every person has it. It's just the amount of it, but every person with a disability definitely has. We've questioned many things, um, whether you believe in God and, you know, you, you wonder why you've been cursed or, you know, why, whatever, whatever it is, you, we've gone down the rabbit hole of wanting to live and all that. Um, but mental health to me, you know, all the, the literal senses of, let's say, you know, like paralyzed, like a term like per- paralyzing. Um, well, people are literally paralyzed, but you can be mentally um, paralyzed um, through mental health. And like you said, getting out of bed is a challenge. And, and I've dealt with that many times. And I've wasted a lot of time just laying in bed, not wanting to get out of bed. Um, having been depressed myself because of not getting answers, not understanding what's going on with my body and doctors not being able to find anything. It was stressful. It, I was going through so many things, anxiety, depression, questioning whether or not I did want to be here, why I was going through everything. And having been through that and seeing other people go through it just makes me realize how big of an issue it is and how we could come together, whether it be with support groups, the podcast, or just speaking to one another and showing whether it be through social media or through your everyday life that it's not the end of the world. Yes, it may seem bleak right now, but there is good out there. There is light. And all you have to do is look and you will find it. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that I really, I mean, I've, I know who I am and I know some of the people around me who have disabilities and stuff, but it's one of the things that I've picked up on just doing this and, you know, going, just living 32 years of life. I've noticed that a lot of the people, you know, people with disabilities, the ones that you would be quote unquote broken are the ones that are always trying to help and fix things. Um, people, and that, and that to me is very beautiful because it's like a lot of times, we, you know, and I, I've done it many times where I take so much time for other people, uh, disabled, you know, disabled or not, uh, just people in my life. And I forget about myself. Um, and it's not, not to make myself look good, but I know a lot of people like that. Um, and it, it's something that's kind of not talked about, at least not enough, uh, you know, within our community or even outside the community, because we really somehow keep it together for ourselves so we can keep it together for other people. And that kind of stress is like in all, like, even though I have it, I don't, think of it I for some reason don't ever give myself enough credit but I when I look at other people do it I go like god damn that's like that's so damn good and it's so like powerful and positive and it's like I don't I don't know, like, know how that's not something that's like talked about I feel like the people who have had the hardest lives they've gone through the most stuff are the people who are most willing to give to other people because they have that empathy they have that compassion and caring because they've seen themselves go through it they've witnessed it and they don't want to see someone else suffer the way they did yeah i think each person with a disability like there's something about it that we all should have like i've said even with people with like special needs some of them and not in a demeaning way like they're so simple and they're so basic on what they need in life like love and care and just uh just some gratitude and just you know just some feedback that hey i did well 
And that's all they really need in life. They don't really need anything else. They don't need iPads and, and you know, the late, you know, latest video game and, and, you know, going to whatever restaurant and all. They just need basic things. And yep. And it's kind of like when you're as a kid, too. And you just kind of, we get, we get past that. And it's like, nah, now I need all this stuff. You know, it's like I have this. And then you see someone else has it and you go, or something else that you deem better than what you have. You go, well, I need that now. Um, and, and I think each disability, each like, you know, uh, you know, like with empathy, empathy is something we, a lot of us have. And um, one of the things I've said, like with the visually impaired, like we, we see more than a lot of people. And the irony of that is we don't see much at all, if, if any, um, and I think each disability can kind of, they have their own little part to that where it's like, you know, we, we, we just, we appreciate life more, even though life for a lot of us suck or at least sucks on, and, and depending on what your disability and, and what you're going through. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the powerful things that, that, that I've come to like, you know, when we're talking about this, like disability pride month and all that, like to be proudful of having a disability, like it's never something that ever crossed my mind until recently. I feel like it's not necessarily being proud of the disability, but to be proud that you are who you are. There's nothing that can change it. And just being proud of yourself and your accomplishments and how much that you've given and been through. Right. Right. Being proud that you've come this far. Absolutely. Um, before we like continue this conversation, can we just do a little background of like your disability, what what it entails, you know, how, how it affects you and all that? Of course. So with uh, I have Ehlers-Danlos and with Ehlers-Danlos, there are many different types. I have not been tested as to which type I have as, you know, problems with insurance. It's not necessary. Therefore, they will not cover it. And the test costs way too much money out of pocket. But my general um, understanding of what my type is, is I have the hyperflexibility. I have the joints that fall out. I have the blood pressure that can't, it can't like regulate itself. My blood can't reach my head. So I'll end up passing out or going blind. I have constant dislocations. So I may be in a wheelchair or on crutches or in a boot or something one day and the next day be perfectly fine. I have constant like breaks in my feet because my ligaments aren't strong enough to keep my arch so my foot will fall and it'll fracture itself so I've been through so many things where the doctors have been like oh she's faking it she just wants attention she's here because she wants pain meds which I don't take anyway because they don't help where I just felt like no matter what I went through, I was told that I just wanted attention. I was faking something and it made me question, do I deserve any of the help I'm getting? Why am I here? If I'm not going through anything and it's apparently all in my head, then why is this happening to me? Because living it is differently than seeing someone go through it and questioning what they're going through. I truly believe that even as a child, if someone says my foot hurts, you should take it seriously, even if you do, for some reason, the back of my mind think, well, maybe they just want attention. I remember the first time my foot broke that I had been complaining about it for a while, but I could still walk fairly normal on it if I just put the pressure elsewhere. And x-rays showed it was truly broken, and I remember a physical therapist telling me that I just wanted attention and I was faking it because I could walk on it without limping. 
but as someone who felt pain is a little bit differently than others, I understood that, yes, it's broken. X-ray shows it's broken. And just because you would be limping on it doesn't mean that I have to limp on it because it's different for me. People experience things so differently than others. And to put something on a scale of your fine versus my fine right. is absolutely ridiculous. Right. Well, like one of the things we were talking about earlier, just about how, uh, you know, I, I said that I would like to cover all these different disabilities, but I would also like to delve back into multiple different, you know, whatever, back into the deaf community and, and you know, whatever. If I covered a disability, it doesn't mean I don't want to cover it again. And because, like what you were just saying, is that, you know, everybody's story is different. Like, you can have the same condition, and but it doesn't mean that it affects you the same way uh, as whoever else. Um, and, you know, your life is different. Things are going to just, things are just going to be t- so much different. And then, yeah, and there's people out there, unfortunately, that as you were saying, like, there's a lot of people that do take advantage of just basic, uh, you know, going to the hospital and just being taken care of for whatever problem. You know, I've had that where I've had panic attacks and all that, and then they, you know, they want to take blood tests and all that because, you know, it runs up my insurance bill because just so they can prove that I'm not an alcoholic or, you know, a drug addict. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of people that just simply take advantage of just, you know, like I said, basic needs that people need to get taken care of for their whatever's ailing them. Um so, and it sucks for someone who actually is suffering and, and you got doctors telling you, you know, it's not a, it's not a real thing. Yep. It took me, I went, I've gone through this my entire life and I think I was 21 years old when I finally got diagnosed and that was of years and years of tests and surgeries and studies and being told that I wanted attention and I was faking it. And then when I finally got that answer of what is going on with me it was such a big relief and a validation of I'm not crazy this is a real thing and then to come out of that and going through college it was utterly ridiculous trying to get myself accommodations and the help I needed to get through college because I was told once again there that it was fake and the doctors were crazy making stuff up to help me not do the work because I was lazy I had my second college completely even refuse to let me use my handicap pass because they deemed it unnecessary because I wasn't in a wheelchair, which I mean, anyone with a disability knows that is actually very illegal. So luckily my lawyers were able to help with that, but seeing and hearing from all my support groups that other people have gone through the same thing just made me realize how hard it is for those with disabilities. Some of us get lucky, but others, they're stuck. They get into these places where they just feel helpless. And every single time they try, they're just denied and the door is shut. And you get into that place inside your head going, why am I even trying? I finally graduated. I was given the option because it was during COVID of, walking and getting my diploma on stage or just letting them mail it to me and thinking back to all the struggle I went through every single professor who denied my accommodations, the accommodations department themselves tell me they weren't equipped for someone with my disability and then refusing to accommodate me at all them refusing my handicap pass and just 
the bullying and the harassment from fellow students. And I thought to myself, if I just let this go and let it send the mail, it kind of felt like it was going to undermine my accomplishment. And there was no greater, like better feeling than walking across that stage with a huge smile on my face that said, despite all of the hardships, every single obstacle that was in my way, I did this. Because to a normal person, yes, graduating is a huge accomplishment. You've gone through so much to get there in college. It's one of the most stressful times in a person's life. But when you're being told at every single corner that you're not good enough, you're less than human, having gone through that and passed made that accomplishment all the more worthwhile, all the more exciting and grateful that I did do it. Yeah. Because it was it was worth it and I did it. And other people deserve that too. I don't know that's how you feel, but I mean that's a lot of times how I feel and just coming in contact with people and just how they feel with having a disability. But I feel like a lot of times the disability itself isn't the hard part. Um, no matter what it is um, it's usually the barriers and, and the people and, and, and the, you know, the bullying and, and the mental health and all the things that come with having a disability. It's not, it's not the physical part of it. it it's all the other shit. It's everything that yes, makes I, life harder for it, us. I can't tell you how many times I decided I'm going to use my handicap pass today because I'm not feeling up to it. So walking across a huge parking lot into a store where I'm going to be in there for an hour getting groceries and I can barely stand up, but it's not bad enough that I don't, well, I need support from it, from one of the, like the crutches or a wheelchair. I'm just going to go in and go out, use the closer parking. That way it's not as much of a hassle carrying the bag. And I've been chased out of the store and had people banging on my car windows telling me how dare I, how dare I fake a disability, how dare I use that spot. And when in reality, I needed to. There was no way I was going to get in and out of that store with my groceries without using it. And the people see that I don't look disabled in their eyes, so therefore they're going to harass me about it. I've been chased out of businesses for having my service dog because I don't look like I would need one. I've had... Um, organizations that I was working with call me and say that if I'm going to bring a dog there, I need to let the owner know before because it's causing a problem. Right. And federally, and for most, and even with most state laws, that is called harassment, and they are not allowed to ask more than two questions about the service dog being let in. Is this service dog needed for a disability, and what is one task that this dog has been trained to do? They are not allowed to turn you away. They're not allowed to harass you about it. That is all illegal, and they can get fined for it if not jail time. Yeah. This is like a recurring yeah. thing, too, with a lot of people with disabilities, whether it's the dog. Um, I just had a, a friend of mine who I just met and had on here. He uh, he uh, has muster, muscular dystrophy, and he rides a Segway to get around because he can't really stand for too long. and he wanted to go into an aquarium and they told him no. And no matter how much proof he showed, they still denied him access. So he, he put out a form uh, signing, getting a bunch of people to sign it so that, you know, they can fight this. Um, and exactly. it, that, it's a recurring thing. It's, it doesn't matter what your disability is. If it's something that just kind of disrupts their lives. Um, and this isn't a battle between like, you know, 
people with disabilities and not. It's just it's just shitty people at the top of these places, and they don't, you know, they just don't care. No one, they had it affect them personally or someone they know. Therefore, it's not a real problem. Yeah, and if, if, if it causes them any, if they have to do any extra work or it costs them a little money, like anything financial, it always gets in the way. But most of this stuff, when it comes to us, it's just like, just let us in the building with what we brought in. It's, it's We're not looking yeah, for extra. Let us, let us go about our lives because if I, I got stopped in the airport one time because I had an inhaler in my purse. Yeah, I have, you have asthma. asthma. Okay. I need that. Right. And they're like, well, we're going to have to throw this away. And I said, that is a medical device it's for my asthma. If I have an asthma attack on that plane, I could die if I don't have a rescue inhaler. You cannot throw that away. And luckily for me, another person who was a TSA agent came over and stopped them and explained to them that that is not okay. She needs that inhaler. And I was able to get through. But at the time, I was terrified. Because for me, that's life or death. For them, it's just something wrong going on my day. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, those are the kind of things around the corner you just don't see coming. And that's the stuff that makes life so much harder. Cause it's just like, look, man, I, it's bad enough. I have to tell everybody, yeah, I got asthma and Hey, I got this condition. And yes. I walk funny or I, I see funny or I do this, I do that. And it's like, I draw enough attention to myself without speaking. And now you want me yeah. to just bring more to it. other thing. Yeah. Now, now you want me to announce it to an entire airport. And I have yeah. to fight for this. And it's like, I just want to go on with my day. I don't want to fight anybody. I don't I don't want to argue. I just want to live my life. It's already, you know, I'm sure it was already an effort to just get through the airport with no struggle and, you know, and just get in there and get searched and do whatever, you know, go through the metal detectors and take your luggage and fly off. That's all you wanted to do. But at the end of the day, someone just has to disrupt your day because you disrupted theirs. And even though it should have never, it was just one little instrument of use for you that clearly would save your life. But God forbid, you know, you know, yeah. what is it, a bomb? Or even the little things like on my last trip for my last national pageant, I was I was going through a lot that week and pageants are stressful. And so, of course, my joints are going to wreak havoc on my body. So I set it up for with the airports that I would be in a wheelchair the entire time because it wasn't worth the damage on my hips trying to carry all my luggage and running across an airport. And when I was getting off my second plane, the attendants came up to me and said, we have the wheelchair outside whenever you feel up to getting up because They'll, you know, they'll help you up. They'll get you to your wheelchair and get you going. And one of the men in front of me had the audacity to turn around and say, she's not allowed off this plane. She has to be the last one off this plane. First one on, last one off. She can't move until everyone else has gotten off the plane. Hmm. That's not how it works. I've had wheelchairs in the airport hundreds of times. I travel a lot. And for him to have the audacity to start speaking down at me and telling me that, because I have a disability that I have to wait and miss my next flight, it was, first of all, it was shocking that someone would have the, like, adapted to turn around and start talking down to another person like that. But with the attendants and everyone there and the entire flight being stopped and being yelled at by this person on the plane with everyone looking, it was embarrassing. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the attention you just you don't seek. You you don't need it. It's just 
mm-hmm. get on the plane and you and you get off. Simple. Yeah. I wanted on and off. I wanted to get to my next flight and that wasn't it wasn't necessary. It wasn't needed and it made me feel embarrassed and awful because how dare I need a little extra help to get on and off a plane when my legs aren't working correctly. Yeah. And that's that's where the mental health stuff comes in because then now you're internalizing it and taking it out on yourself because you don't want to cause any more problems because you literally caused a problem for doing absolutely nothing. And now if you speak exactly. up, it's going to cause more. So now it's like, oh, screw Breathe me now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where it sucks. Um, but again, that's kind of how advocates and, and, and people who push back and, and try to change more because there's a lot of us that have to take the brunt of the weight that life is given to us so that we can make, you know, we do this so other people don't have to. Like it's, it's, it's not easy. You know, we put ourselves out there. We have to admit that we have a disability. We have to, you know, cause when certain labels get on you in this world, you know, it could be a wrap for you. Not, not saying the disability one isn't necessarily, you're just done, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like if, if you, you know, someone's called a racist or something like that, but when 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 you say I have a disability, people look at you totally different. Um, you know, people either baby you or, or they, you know, some people are great about it, and then there's some people that just you know act like it's not a big deal. Um, or they start talking to you like you are a child. Yeah, it's the child. I'm a grown woman. I'm an adult. You don't have to talk to me like I'm two just because I have a disability. Doesn't mean that you have to talk to me like I'm a kid. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it all goes like I think every person with a disability, no matter what it, they have, they've been treated like they have some sort of special needs, and it, it makes no sense. And yeah, I don't even think people with special needs need to be treated like that either. But it's like it was like we're all slow. It's like I don't understand. I have an eye condition. How does that make me slow? Yes, I look close at my phone. I understand that's you know just something weird to you because you don't need to and and be happy that you don't. Um, but. I don't see how that makes me slow. Like, I'm not chewing on the phone. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. But, yeah, people just, it's just basic common sense. And I, I get it. We're in the shoes of the people that are going through the struggle. So it's obvious to us. But, like, there are things that are very obvious that I just look around and I go, like, okay, that makes sense. That doesn't. Whatever. But most people I just, just feel like there's a way to react to a situation. And because other people aren't put into our shoes, they haven't walked that mile. They don't understand it. And I feel like the more open that as advocates can be about that and really sharing our everyday lives and things we go through, the more understanding other people can be. Because even though they're not going through it themselves, letting them know and like showing it, whether it be through YouTube or podcasts or TikTok, you're letting them know that everything you're going through is real. And just because it may take a little extra time out of their day doesn't mean that our day should have to stop for them or we're not trying to cause the problems that you see we're trying to we don't want to cause a scene any more than they do it's just we need a little bit of help or something may be going wrong and a little bit of compassion can go a long way yeah yeah there's a lot of change that needs to be had and and you know like i always talk about the job market you know 75 percent of us being unemployed it's it's like and look that's not all the situation of, of, of all the things that have been built around us that we have yet to overcome. There's a lot of us that don't want to work. There, there are the people that want to sit around and collect disability, and that's them. I've talked to somebody who said, you know, why are you working? 
I make okay money and I don't work. It's like, well, that's you. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. We're already a statistic in that way. I don't, I don't need that. I, I, I want to work. I want to, you know, podcast is becoming your second job. I want to myself. <clears throat> I don't have to rely on government or anyone else because I should be able to. I should have that right to be able to buy my own coffee in the morning. Yeah. I should have to rely on someone else to do that. Yeah. If I want if I want that choice, I should be able to make it for myself. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot I mean, again, again, we were talking about just you know, how we don't support each other enough. Like there's a huge part in our problem where we don't we don't really address enough of, of the issues that affect us. It's like there's one there's people that overcome every day and they don't it's just like things are just normal to them like yeah it's okay this is this way it's like but it, it's not like because if 75% of the black community was unemployed we would hear about it 75% of the gay community was unemployed we would hear about it 75% of women or men or anything we would hear about it but you know with that just shoved under a rug yeah but for us it's like well you know People, you know, well, you got Social Security and disability. And, okay, I get 800 a month. Thanks. What does that do? That pays my rent. What, what? I'm not allowed to have over $2,000 of disability. If I can't have a house, I can't have a car. Yeah. In fact, with the prices of phones nowadays, we're not going to be able to own a cell phone. Yeah. Cell unless phone. they change the way that regular disability works, at least for my state. Yeah, cell phones are like 1200 bucks now. So, it's... Yeah, like I said, that these issues are just, they're right in front of all of us. And there's a lot of people that fought for us and how the ADA became formed and all that. Like, the way this stuff happened is people really fought for us. And I don't think a lot of us have picked up the, as I've said many times, the baton and just are pushing more issues. There's people doing it, but not enough. Like, and there's not like a, a joint like it, it seems to be like small pockets of it. And a lot of it's like people only sticking, you know, one of the things I ran into with doing this is um, when I started delving in to try to find other people with disabilities doing podcasting, because it's, you know, it's how you kind of, uh, you know, you work and you, you figure out how to get a bigger audience and all that. And I wanted to see what other podcasts, because I've, I've been on other shows and I've gotten people who had shows. And, um, and I realized like, like the visually impaired or blind ones, they would only delve into that part of their community. And then I'd look at other people with disabilities and they would kind of stay with their disability. And it's like, yeah, but we should all be working together versus separately because working as a group as a whole is going to get a lot more done versus 10 small groups doing something completely different. Right. If we were just a whole other, we could make more happen. Right. Well, now what I've seen, and I've talked about this before, but I've seen like on Instagram and uh, just some of these social media platforms where now like I've seen like uh, a group of like black women saying like, we want more inclusion in the disability community for black women. I'm like, when you look, I, I understand that and that there's nothing wrong with that. But when you do that, you're stretching us thinner than we already are. When you break it down to women and black and you're not doing women as a whole, and you're not doing, you're taking out men, you're taking all these different variables. And, what, and besides, once you do that, now men are going to want, or gay people are going to want, or Asians, or all these different things. And now it's like, we're at the point where we're already blind, deaf, amputees, and so on. How in the hell are we going to stick together when we're now breaking it down to color and gender? Because it's 
thinner than, again, we have 1.6 billion, but divide and conquer has worked on our community very easily. So just separate us more and more. And it, it, it you know, and that, that's how it's like, that's how the voices become uh, just more silent because. Uh, exactly. The more you divide, the less voice you're going to have. A yeah. group that sticks together and works together is going to have more power than if you keep splitting it up into smaller and smaller groups. Yes, one person can make a difference. However, 10 people are going to be a lot more than just the one. Right. Yeah. You suppress the, the noise. Like if, if you continue to just, you know, make the, uh, you know, small in the groups, like as smaller as it is, like, like I said, we're, there's so many, few of us fighting that, um, you know, there's just, like I said, you continue to just take little pieces off. It's like Jenga. Um, but except it never falls. It just continues to just go down. And you just keep pulling the pieces and pulling the pieces. And then it's just a point where it's just there's like three people in a room going, hey, we, we won't take this anymore. And it's like, that's cute. That's adorable. But that ain't happening. We ain't listening to exactly. 10 of you. Like, whoop dee, 10 of you. Can we just throw you a couple hundred bucks where you shut up? Like, at the end of the day, like, who cares? Like, you know, you want to fight for, you know, and then, like I said, I've always said this, like, if you if you don't agree with everything with Black Lives Matter and Me Too and all these different groups, that's fine. You don't have to agree with them. But they get shit done. They fight for things. Again, some of, their, some of them are very corrupt and they do a lot of bad things as well. But they go out and they get shit done. And they have, they, companies don't want to hear from them. They don't want to hear the LGBT community, you know, their leaders is on the phone. They don't want to hear that because all of a sudden somebody's going to get fired and somebody's going to get thrown under the bus because God forbid they get a call from them. It's a problem. So, it, but if they get some leader, you know, somebody, some disability leader, it's like, oh, okay, we can handle this because, you know, I mean, they don't want the press, but it's not as bad as if, you know, the Black Lives Matter community, Black Lives Matter is calling them on the phone because like I said, they get shit done. We don't. Not enough. I mean, we've we've gotten yeah. things done in the past. Just, you know, in the last 30, 40 years, we haven't. I truly believe it's because of all of the separation and people not standing up and helping each other. They're not being supportive. And if we would just have a little bit more support in each other, maybe we could grow. Right. Um, what? So talk a little bit about your your pageants and, and how you do all that. So I actually got into pageantry because I wanted to get more involved in my community and not just the disabled community, but my community in general, because there's so many different people out there that could use a voice and not just people, but like animals too. Like I talked about with the uh, service animals because they were doing a job. Um, with pageants, I've been able to get involved. I've been able to accomplish so much more because of learning how to advocate for myself, how to speak to a crowd, how to get involved and talk to my senators and all the lawmakers and get things changed and learn how to create these petitions to get the change. I've been able to be on podcasts and news stations and give speeches to large crowds and just get other people that inspiration to get involved. And with 
getting these titles and these opportunities, I have realized that there are so many people out there that are just waiting for that inspiration or they want to do something, but they just don't know how. And I was that person where I didn't know how until I was invited to do these pageants. And I realized that I wasn't alone, that there were so many other girls, even just within pageants, that they were disabled. They were the ones with the chronic illnesses. They were the ones that were fighting for a better life. And they were just being told, well, it must be nice to go on stage and look pretty. But it was so much more than that. They had a platform. They had all these different opportunities to speak out to help other people. And they were being looked at like, oh, it must be nice to play Barbie for the day. When it was deeper than that, it was that ignition of fire, that the drive of wanting to help others that pushed them to that. Right, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, especially being a woman, like, beauty does matter to you more than it does to a guy. But, you know, to come out and actually, like, let everyone absorb, like, your disability and say, hey, like, wow, okay. You know, because you're, you're trying, I'm sure there's an image thing where you're like, okay, I'm beautiful, but I also have a disability. Or I have a disability, and I'm also beautiful. And it's very powerful, but not a lot of people can come to that conclusion. A lot of people are really afraid to even admit that they have a disability or even feel that they're beautiful because they have one. It's like, it's hard for, you know, but you, you see it out there. There's a lot of girls that are really trying. And I see some girls that are kind of overdoing it. They're trying to sexualize it a little too much, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it's very powerful to, to really still feel attractive when the world tries to make it. I mean, cause there's these images of what is beautiful and, you know, regard. I mean, and I like said, on the TV shows, or the disabled person's always the weird one, or the side com- comedic character, or the one that needs the makeover. Right. When yeah. you're more than that, you're beautiful the way you are. You're great. You can accomplish anything. It doesn't mean you're weird or to be an outcast because you you can be that main character. And I believe that there should be more representation of these people in a better light because we are here. And we matter. Yeah. And that's, you know, as you were saying earlier, like we have to, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are just sitting around and they're looking for inspiration or they're just, they're just looking to just find a reason to continue to go on. And, you know, I do many of these and there's plenty of times they may hear my voice and go, hey, you know, yeah, he has a disability. He's been through a lot, but it's not my story. But then, you know, maybe just, you know, being you, you know, being a woman or, you know, dealing, struggling with all the things you've struggled with. And they may hear your story and maybe take one part out of it and go, oh, I've been in a pageant and I've struggled with beauty and, and you know, self-esteem and all these things. And I resonate with that. And that may, you know, I know I'm not alone. And that's kind of the whole purpose of it is just just let people know, like uncover all these little hidden gems that a lot of us are where we're out here, we're, we're struggling, we're fighting, like we're far from perfect. And when I talk about mental health, I never, you know, I did an episode on it and, you know, I, I say at the end of it, like by no means am I done battling. Like I will always probably have this. I, every, I have bad days where I'm, you know, I've had a couple recently where I was just, I was in a place where I was like, wow, I didn't think I'd get back here. Um, but it's like, you know, and that's why you got to put, you know, I, I think it's good to put out, how you're feeling and, and like the realistic emotions that you're going through, because I think a lot of us, 
you know, a lot of us who are really strong and are really putting ourselves out there to the world so they can be uh, inspired and motivated also may look yep, at I'm it. always looking at, yeah, the social media because you're seeing everything through a rose filter. You're only seeing the best of the best days. Everything with a huge smile on your face when in reality that person could be going through hell. Right. And putting that out there covers that up. You're no longer going through something because everyone thinks you're having a great time. You're absolutely perfect and your life is perfect. And they start comparing that to their own and being like, I feel like a mess. When in reality, we are both messes and no one's life is perfect. There's no such thing as normal because every single person is going through it. They're having their own, their own lives, their own hardships, their own roller coaster of battle. And I think it's important that we show that there is an actual human and something more to that than just a smile in front of a beach. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that it frustrates me frustrates me with all this cancel culture and all these different things that are going on because people make, especially the ones that are getting in trouble for things they said 20 years ago or whatever, it's like, dude, like, I don't couldn't tell you how many things, if you took out of context or you took some one of my text or, or something I said or whatever, that could be misconstrued as whatever. Like, it could be, you could take it and just put me as whatever I am and, and just make it up. And the rallies were human. Exactly, yeah. We all we all think horrible things, you know. When you're in your mental health stat- status and you're, you're you know, and you're fucking, you're just pounding yourself in the head. You're thinking the worst of things, whether it's about yourself or other people. Uh, you see people happy, and you just you don't want them to be happy because you're not. So you think bad things about them. Like it's just people don't want to admit that because God forbid we're all perfect and and just uh, you know sweet inside. But that's not the case. We all have evilness in us and, and circumstances make us go in certain directions. You go left, you go right. And you know, if you go left, something could happen. You go right, something else could happen. And you know, it's like you talk about some of the worst people on the planet. You know, people always talk about Hitler. Well, they always said Hitler was very charitable. Yes. He was charitable to people who look like him, but that's still, he still had kindness in him. Yes. He had also hatred in him, but there's a lot of people who did good. They did horrible things. You know, Abraham Lincoln helped free the slaves, but he also had slaves. Like, you know, like people, it's not like, like everybody who has good in them also has bad in them. So can we, like, can we just acknowledge that none of us are perfect? Like, regardless of what you believe in, you can believe in God and that he is perfect and all that, whatever you want. But if you don't believe in it, whatever, just, just humans on face value, none of us are perfect. We all have evil and goodness in us and it's, we just got to try to teeter it to the one side to where we stay on the good side. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to be good. Well, I feel like even the people who make the worst decisions make them out of believing that they are doing the right thing. Yeah. They may not realize the repercussions of that decision at the time, and it may hit them later on that, oh, my God, I made the wrong choice, even though they didn't mean to. Some people say things because they're just on a tangent and they're talking. And if you take some small piece of that information and use it against them, it's wrong because they didn't mean it in that light. And we can learn from that and try to watch what we're saying. But at the same time, asking someone to filter every single one of their beliefs is not okay. Because to me, talking about my disability is uplifting and inspiring to another person. Me talking about it is insulting. How dare I share this? 
but it's just my view. It's how my circumstances led up to this belief. Right. Yeah. And, and like to me, I'm always good, big on just being a good representative, but also, you know, just putting out my real feelings. As I said, not just when I'm angry or not just when I'm happy, when I'm sad or I'm angry, if I'm feeling that way and I'm doing an episode, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll dress it. Sometimes I'll do an episode just on my emotion. Um, but you know, like my, my family sometimes will say like, sometimes you curse too much, which I really don't, but it's just that I'm cursing at all and people can hear it. And it's like, look, man, it just, it comes from pain. Like I, I, my dark sense of humor and just sometimes it's just, sometimes I, I don't want to say, Oh shoot. Like I just, sometimes something just fucking bothers me and people it's don't the like the mechanism. Yeah. And it's just like, look, man, like it's just, look, I, it, I deal with my shit. I'm sometimes I just frustrated. Sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes I'm just really depressed and it's just, you deal with your issues the way you deal with them, but you're not in my shoes and you haven't dealt with my life. And I'm just trying, like, there's a lot of pressure on being an advocate. You know, I never knew what it was, but it's like, you know, you got to really put a lot of time and effort and into a community that's probably not going to support you until you really make a name of yourself. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I got to, you know, I don't, I don't want to just put out good messages because, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's just not right because a lot of us will, people will think like, oh, his life is just great. And that's not the case. Um, I'm trying to give you a good view on what my life is like and, and, and what people have on, what their lives are like. But, um, you know, like I said, but it's just the pressure of trying to be a good advocate and be a good person in our community to show what we're capable of because so many people are going to come at me for dumb shit that I say. And it, it is what it is. I'm gotten tougher skin at this point, but you know, you got to just get to a point where you don't care. Um, exactly. So everyone has their own opinions and you can't necessarily change what another person's thinking. You can just change how you think about it yourself. Some person can look at me and say that because of what I've gone through, but I'm just a horrible person and how dare I have, spoken about it but I can look at it as you know what I'm a good person despite what they say and I've come a long way and I'm proud of it and I should be able to share that with other people and not care about what they think yeah yeah I remember one time skin is something that you just have to grow into yeah I remember one time I was like just saying nice things like I said something good about myself My, my, my mom was like oh you're just getting cocky today and I'm like the fact that I'm saying anything good about myself today, trust me, it's a good thing because no one's harder on me than I am. I'm very exactly, hard on and I feel like that's the same with every single person in the world. Your greatest critic is going to be yourself. Yeah, and yeah, my inner demons have kicked my ass a lot of times, and and it's just looking for something to feed off of. And you you give it anything, give it a little inch, and you know it'll take a mile. Like you give it something to feed off of, it will and. All of a sudden, I'm in a different headspace of, oh, see, I am ugly, or see, I am this. Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, doing the podcast, try, you know, trying to find guests. For a while, I was struggling to find new guests, even though I'm way ahead of, you know, I got like 20-some in the tank just waiting to put out. But I'm always looking for new guests, and, you know, there was a dry spot for a couple weeks, and now I'm sitting here saying, see, no one cares about me. Why does anyone care? Like, yeah, a few hundred people listen to me, but no one gives a shit. Like, no one, like. I'm trying to help a community that doesn't give a shit about me. And I'm just, it's looking for every reason to just continue that, that narrative. And when you can't find guests, it's like who are just like you, 
It's like, there you go. And so when I actually say something good about myself, shit, just, let's just run with it because it's a good day. Yes, and everyone has good days and bad days. Sometimes the lowest low comes right after a really good day, and you never know what the next day may bring. It could be a low, it could be a high, and you just need to take every day with a grain of salt because you never know what the next day can bring. Every door shut may have another door open or multiple doors and opportunities waiting to grow. For every no, there's going to be a yes. Yeah. I also don't like begrudge the people like there's a lot of people in the disability, the disability community that get breaks and get lucky. Like this is, I, I know a few that have like their lives are pretty good. Um, everything went well for them and, and nothing like they had a couple little, you know, hiccups here and there in their lives. But overall, like their life went really well. And I don't look at it like, oh, like, oh, look at this person. No, like good for them. Like. Now, if they try to talk to me about how hard their life was in comparison to mine, I'll go, okay, back it up a little bit. But, you know, that that's, that's not the case. They're just living decent lives and nothing really went wrong for them. So it's like, I'm not going to begrudge that. Like, have fun. Live your life. Like, good for you. Be happy that you're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. Um, if your disability is the only thing you have and life went good for you and you're doing well financially and, you know, Good for you. Fuck. Like, I can't take that from you. Well, congratulations. I'm happy for you. That's an accomplishment all in itself. And you should be proud of that. You shouldn't have to hide it because someone else may not be having a great time. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think we get to a point like that, you know, we sometimes divide each other. Like, I've seen people, visually impaired people, made fun of blind people when I was in school. It's like, are we shitting ourselves right now? Like, you're only a couple, you know, percentages or whatever you want to call it. You know, you're a couple, you know, down on the chart or up on the chart that you can see a little more than him. whoop de doo You're not better than him. Like, just be happy that you have sight. You know, anybody who has a disability and you make fun of another person with one, like, man, like, what? Because you, he has a learning disability and you are in a wheelchair. Like, it, there's nothing that's changed. We're all in this together. We're, Again, like I said, divide and conquer has really worked on us because we're so all over the place and we're not at a place where we can just say, hey, like, I don't give a fuck what your disability is. They all look at us the same. So let's come together and then we'll show them that we're all different, but we're we're the same in some ways. And that some way is, you know, strength and, and just enduring and, and all these qualities that most people can't buy and they don't have. Um, and so it's like I said, that's why it's just, just, it's so important for people to speak up. Um, if you don't, you know, we're left in the dark constantly just going, why? Like, why is this happening? Well, we can change it. Exactly. Change. change. All anyone needs is a little bit of hope. Change is happening. A smile on a bad day can change a person's entire mood just from a passerby. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of change. Like, you would have to, like, especially just just for this country alone, like, you would really have to construct, you know, reconstruct the whole government and so much. There's so much change that actually needs to happen, but... Oh, I've read so many laws by because of studying law that you wouldn't believe the stuff that's hidden inside them. Right. And knowing how much is hidden and how much should be changed and how many things have changed throughout time that need to be amended that just don't, it's, it's 
very confusing and hard to comprehend because you see everything changing so fast and you wonder why nothing else, like how certain things came to be and why haven't they been updated type of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, again, change has happened. Like gay people are allowed to get married in this country. About time. You know, people are, weed is almost legal. About time. I don't smoke it. I am not gay. But people should be able to do what the hell they want. Like if you're not hurting people or animals and you're just living your life, um, and, and especially with, with, you know, with weed, like there's a lot of benefits and, and it helps a lot of people. So whether it's stress or, you know, with all the CBD and all that, like there's a lot of that. Uh, yeah, it can stop seizures. I mean, that's really big for someone who goes through seizures and has to deal with that every single day. Yeah. But if it just helps someone with stress, like, yeah, I don't think you should be able to smoke weed on the job, but you should be able to do it in your own household. Like you should be able to do what you want. Like I don't, we have all these restrictions, but again, we're at it. We're getting to a point where that's, you know, becoming more and more legal. Again, there's going to be a lot of jobs. that are going to still say no. And if you get a, you know, uh, a bad piss test, well, you're going to be fired. Uh, we just had one at my other job where, you know, we had a guy that was going to, was probably going to be a good fit for a driver. And he failed a drug test because he smoked weed and he's not going to be working with us. So, um, well, that goes through it too, because if you're doing something where it's really important that you have a clear mind, then you shouldn't be doing something to put yourself or anyone else at risk. So, I mean, there's you have to give and take. Yes, you right, should yeah. be able to have it in one setting, but in another, I can completely understand why you shouldn't. There's times where I need to take a muscle relaxant and it's going to really affect my body and my muscles are going to be looser than normal, but I'm in so much pain and I know that if I take this, I can't do anything with heavy machinery. I can't drive myself to the doctor's office. I'm going to need someone there to help escort me to these different places. And I have to let that go so that I can help myself and not put anyone else in danger. Right. Yeah, no, I guess everything's complicated, but the point was there's there's a lot of change that has happened. Yep. Um, obviously, slavery ended. Like, there's things that happen. Even just with all this, you know, the the you know the Asian movement where, you know, all the Asian hate and all that. Even though that's been going on a long time, people are just finally taking notice to it because of a couple of viral videos. But, you know, it took off. When it took off, it did, and people were pushing back against it. But you can make change. It's just... You know, unfortunately, a lot of times when cha- change usually comes from when people are angry. Um, and it's like, why do we got to get to that point? Why can't we just want better for ourselves and want better for other people? It sounds hokey yep. and it sounds just, you know, you know, like a romantic comedy type of shit. But it's like, no, man, like this. Why can't we just want peace? Like we just we constantly. We're always so hypocritical of things like we praise our troops, but we shit on other governments for what they do when our government kills thousands of people all the time. I'm not saying that what they do isn't brave and it's not great that they defend us and all that. Yeah, but how many people have to die by our hands and how is that right? We do a lot of shit. There's two sides to every story. Right. And it's, it's, I'm not going to commend, I'm not going to condemn someone for what they do and then just, because what is it, you know, how is it that we are always right. Like we're, we're no, I'm not just, just not just the United States, but why is our ways right from theirs? And again, I'm not saying it is or isn't. I feel it is in, in some ways, depending on, you know, 
the country we're talking what about. What you're talking about, yeah. yeah. But it's still, it's like, how is it that, you know, we're people. We came up with all these things, and, and it, it, there's so many rules and everything, and it's, everything is corrupt. The reason why the planet is, you know, if you believe in global warming and all that shit, like, the reason why the planet is hot, that's our fault. The reason why animals die, you know, species get wiped out, that's our fault. Like, the reason why any of this shit happens is our fault. So, you know, what's right and wrong, I, I don't know. Like, who knows? But, you know, there's plenty of change that needs to be made, but it it's it doesn't always have to be through war and, and rioting and all this shit. Like, it's just, why can't we just have real conversations with each other and not just with our fellow folks that look like us, you know, me only having conversations with white people about racial issues or black people only talking about black people to black people about racial Like, why can't we just have black and white people in a room? We have a civil conversation. We talk, we listen to each other. We come to some understanding and we go, boom. Okay. This is how we try to solve some shit. Um, and, and goes with any issue. Just why can't we have some people with disabilities and people who are not talk to each other and, and, Let's figure some shit out. Why is every, everything is always about money and, and just, you know, who's got the bigger dick in the room? Like, who's going to, yeah. you know, like, it's all ego. It's um, all a construct, and it's not <clears throat> truly a value. No. Money is only given as much value as we allow it to. Yeah. So to let it determine our lives is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it because there's something more valuable in diplomacy and understanding each other and accepting each other no matter what we're going through and helping each other out is so much more valuable than a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at... um, Yeah, you just, you just look at everything that happens around us. It's like, man, like there's so many more simple ways to do this. Every If we just... We focus more on trying to preserve life and, and, you know, further our existence of just like, okay, now, you know, because we're already doing that. We're living longer than, you know, back in the day, if you made it to 45 or 50, it was like, holy shit. But now people are dying at 120, very rarely, but people are doing it nonetheless. So why can't we just work on things like that and just try to, you know, have better air and water and all these things. But no, we got to throw our shit in the ocean. Like, it's, you know, like it's, you know, I I deal with like in vending and I'm always, you know, when we take the sodas out and they come in those little plastic things that like wrap around the the bottles, uh, the little circular things, you know, they always say that they get caught um, in turtles and it kills them. So I just started to just pull those apart so that, doesn't kill turtles. Now, again, I love animals, so I'm a different person, I guess. But I think about that shit because it's like, man, like we're just killing all like all the sea life and, and just what wilderness. Like we're just killing everything just because we're selfish and greedy. It's like, man, at the end of the day, when the planet if the planet does implode, guess what? We're gonna be wiped out, and you know, nature can have it. But you know. That's why we have to kind of come together and try to save each other. But I don't know if that'll happen, but you can have hope. It's great to have hope. Yeah, you got to have hope. Um, so what are you doing with your, your time these days? Well, I actually just applied for a coaching job to teach um, pageantry and interview and anything that goes along with it, especially when it comes to speaking, to 
girls of all ages to help them accomplish their goals, whether it be in pageantry, government, or wherever they want to use their experience to get through. And by doing that, I'm not only helping other people, but I'm helping myself as well because every single time I help someone else, it gives me that little bit of hope that change is happening, that it can happen, and that there are people out there fighting for anything that needs to be fought for. And that can put a, that just puts a smile on my face because it brings me that hope that things can change and that there are good people out there in the world who are fighting for the good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, it's always good to find, you know, like-minded people that are just trying to do some good. Um, you're just out there and it's just, you know, uh, what state do you live in? I'm in Nebraska. Okay, so I'm in Pennsylvania and, you know, the mass thing is going up and down, up and down and, um, you know, now that this new Delta virus is now going through, everyone's like reacting to that. And so now the masks are starting to come back more when, you know, not too long ago, the masks were kind of gone and you got people but just bumping into each other and it's like, oh, you're not wearing a mask. And, oh, thank you for wearing a mask. And, oh, God, you're wearing a mask. Yeah, it's just... I'm in the, the only state with the um, lowest, uh, the rates going down. So we're not, we don't really see a lot of the masks and it's kind of up to each person depending on what they feel. Yeah. But our mask mandate I is I know gone. how it is of traveling. Yeah, yep. it, it, we don't have to wear masks. Like, it, But it, it's just people are now starting to wear them again and it's just this constant argument of you seeing people like go into the, like, you know, I fill a lot of these vending machines in these rest areas and you'll see people won't even touch the door. It's like, I don't understand you. Like, are you afraid of everything? Like, Jesus Christ. And again, I feel like those in our community understand that it's not necessarily the end of the world because to us, we've been through so much already. And so another thing out there that's just causing us another problem is just kind of an everyday thing. We're like, oh, okay, well, that's the thing. Um, I guess I'm just going to go along with my life like I always do because there's no point in dwelling on something when I don't know how the turnout's going to come. Yeah. And a lot of these people, especially these older people, all they do is sit around and watch the news. And the news is just feeding them with this bullshit propaganda of whatever. And I'm not saying don't get vaccinated or anything like that. But it's just, they're just, every day, if, if Dr. Fauci gets on the mic and says, don't wear a mask at all. And then the next day he comes on and says, wear a mask, they'll just change it the next day because he said it. And it's like, yeah. can you just have your own, like, just think for yourself and figure out what you want. You want to be afraid every day. For every good article that they talk about, there's going to be 20 bad. So you're just getting such biased information when it comes to whether it be good or bad. And when you're hearing nothing but this horrible thing happened versus this next horrible thing happened over and over again, it puts you in a bad state of mind of, wow, this world is awful and evil and nothing good happened. Yeah. And then that very rare time where they say, oh, hey, something good happened. You're like, oh, that's a shocker. But in reality, good things are happening all around you. Right. And you just don't hear about it. Well, they love to throw around the numbers, too, because they obsess about it. Because like, certain numbers hit you. You know, you could say, oh, some, you know, I don't know, 17 people. Well, yeah, if I tell you 17 people ha had a virus versus 100,000 people survived and did good. Right. And are fine. You're you're going to listen to the number that is bigger. 
And so if I tell you, oh, 10 people fell down and got hurt versus a couple thousand people fell down and were perfectly fine, you're going to say, oh, hey, well, you know what? They fell down, but we're fine versus, oh, well, if I tell you a percentage of 0.2% versus 99.8%, you're going to listen to the bigger number. And if you start focusing on the greater good versus all the horrible, horrible things happening, you're going to have more hope in focusing on the numbers, especially by dwelling on big, bad numbers. Right. Yeah. You're just going to lose it. (laughs) Yeah. Like when the rapper DMX died, I did an Instagram live and I was like, look, I'm a fan of him and it's sad that he's dead. But at the end of the day, Addiction was so high from last year. No one's talking about how people are dying from addiction because he died from an overdose. And it's like no one was talking about the thousands of people that were dying last year from that. And it was it was skyrocketing. But we're talking about one celebrity. Like We get stuck in this shit. So it's like how many people died last year of COVID or, or, or of, of cancer? We know, you know, whatever, 500,000 or whatever it was. And it's like, that's a number that sticks with you. But how many people died of cancer? How many people died of suicide? How many people died of a lot of things? But we're so focused on this one little thing that it's like, man, we're forgetting all the other shit that's around us. Yeah, the domestic abuse rates went up. Child abuse. skyrocketed. Yeah. It was, it was scary. And you, no one talked about it because it was this just thing that got shoved under the rug because it wasn't the main focus. And... There are other things going on in the world that we need to be focusing on and we need to be fighting for, not just one thing. Because if you focus on the one thing and ignore the rest, you're going to cause more problems later on, especially when you're letting other people suffer because of a, a smaller number who are seemingly more important. When in reality, no person is more important than any other. Every single life out there means something. Yeah. Like people last year were reacting to the Michael Jackson documentary after he's been dead for 10 years or whatever he's been dead for. And it's like, yeah, but 2 million kids go missing a year. We're still focusing on the dead guy that did it or didn't do it, but we're focusing on, we're not worried about the kids that are going missing right now. Like, mm-hmm. hi, kitty cat. Um, like, yeah, like that, like I said, we get so lost and it's like, oh, well, R. Kelly's abusing women. Okay, he's abusing women. He's in jail right now, so he's not currently abusing how do you, women. How do you help the people who are suffering now yeah. and will suffer in the future? Because I feel like a lot of us, when we're fighting for something, we're not thinking of the people who have fought for everything in the past. And you're looking at the people who have suffered in the past versus if you start fighting for the now and for the future, you're going to save hundreds of thousands of more people. And then all the other people who have suffered and been through all this stuff, if you just ignore every single person out there who could have the possibility of going through it, it's like they went through it for nothing. If I just lived my life and I just let every single thing hit me full on and I didn't fight for the next day and for the next person who may be going through it, I'd feel like I was doing it all for nothing. But because I keep fighting and keep arguing and keep pushing for change to help the people who may be suffering with me and in the future, I feel like I've been going through all of this for a reason. And if I didn't help in the fight, then I feel like I was suffering for no reason. And there'd be no reason for what I was even fighting to live for. Right. Yeah. We just got to look at the bigger picture of things. Making an example of celebrities is not making an example of, of 
what people are going through because, you know, these celebrities got away with it forever. It's like Cosby, mm -hmm. Cosby drugs women. Like, it's not, he's been doing it for decades. And it's like, okay, but yeah, there's plenty of serial rapists and murderers out there. Um, Focusing on the one doesn't outweigh no. the few. Take them off the street. While it doesn't take away from the suffering that they've went through, you can also help the people who just, who are suffering now and may suffer later. Yeah, there's so much more we can do with our resources. It's just, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the internet is a good, th a good tool for a lot of shit, but we tend to just use it for evil all the time. And there's so much there now. We have so much information about every damn thing. That it's hard not to find things. Um, sometimes you find stuff on accident, like Googling something totally different. Um, yep. It, it, and up down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and, and there's so much great content, so much great people don't, I mean, people did a lot of great things last year with COVID, just finding ways to cope with it, and just all this stuff they did from home, and just there's a lot of people that benefited, and like there's just, you know, like people go after like Elon Musk for some of the things he says and whatever, but that guy's a damn genius, like he's trying to change the world literally by himself. I mean, he has help with his, you know, workers and stuff, but like he's flying to space, and you know, he's building under underground, uh, like tunnels for cars and all he's just he's he's you know obviously has tesla like he's just you know cars that drive themselves which is like people with visually impairment are like oh my god maybe we have a chance to drive now like it, he's doing things that it, it's ridiculous the way his mind works but that's one person like if you took every mind and, and figured out how we all can contribute it's kind of like with me with taxes like i always said like none of us contribute like there's so many people we just always go after the rich for what they contribute or lack of, but it's like, we want them to just give a bigger percentage because they make a bigger percentage, but it's like, there's so many people that don't pay anything. It's like, why can't we all just exactly. contribute to, want, to this world that we live in? Let's all put in what we got to put in, and it could be a smaller percentage if we all do it. It's just, you know. I do a lot of uh, fundraisers for a lot of different organizations, whether it be for childhood cancer or Hellier Stanless Awareness or what be it. And whenever I'm at these organizations or a grocery store or wherever it be that I'm trying to raise money, I always say, it doesn't matter how much you give me, a penny does more than nothing. Give me a smile to give me a little bit of hope. Say, oh, I'll be back when I can, or this is what I can give now. I'm so sorry I don't have enough. And I'm like, you know what? What you're giving me now is more than enough. Because if every other person gave me a penny too, I'd make a lot of money. If you yeah. can give me more, then give me more. Every little bit helps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we're all a little selfish. We all, and that's fine. Sometimes you got to be selfish. Sometimes you got to take care of yourself and, you know, we all got to make a little time for ourselves. But, you know, if we all just kind of contribute in some way, shape, or form, like, we can do so much more, but we're always about ourselves and our, our group. Um, yep, I feel like if it doesn't affect us or someone we care about, sometimes we just push it to the side <clears throat> exactly um what was i gonna say yeah do you have any kind of i always like to, at the end like let the people with the that i have on just kind of give any kind of inspirational words like do you have any i don't know advice for anybody who is just kind of i don't know struggling with their disability i would say don't let your disability be your downfall don't dwell on the bad look to the light because every single person out there who may be going through something, it doesn't define you. While it is something that is part of you, 
you define who you are. You can accomplish anything and being disabled does not mean you're unable because despite your one dis- one or how many disabilities you have, you have infinite abilities and you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. While you may be limited when it comes to sight or in my case, typing, I can find other things I'm great at and can accomplish it. Yeah. And for every single no, there is a million yeses, an infinite number of possibilities. So don't let anything bring you into the dark because light is just around the corner. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything to promote? Um, well, right now, my mother and I are raising money for the Ellery Family Society. We have multiple fundraisers we do throughout the year. Okay. And is helping with research and helping people get any type of equipment they need, whether it be a stairlift or a wheelchair or medical assistance, just helping with hospital bills. And I'm also doing fundraisers with one of my close friends to help raise awareness and research funds for childhood cancer. Okay. Yeah. Send me some links. I'll put it on my social media. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I hope you had fun. I'm glad you did this. And uh, as I said off mic, we will definitely keep in touch. Uh, yep, I've had a great time. Good. Uh, I know we ranted a lot, but, you know, for the good. For the good. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch and, um, you know, support each other. And uh, like I said, thank you again for doing it. Of course. Um, yeah, you were really good. And like I said, I'll, I'll let you know when it all comes out. But, um like I said, just <clears throat> keep in touch, and uh, like I said, we'll talk soon. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Bye. All right, guys, I am sleepy. Um, I'm sure you heard. I'm sure you hear the rain, constant rain. It's been off and on pouring today, so I don't know if it's relaxing. I don't know how it comes through. It just kind of just make it sound like noise to me, but because uh, I had these. Sony headphones that are noise canceling, so it's it's hard to hear it. like the the full actual like sound. Yeah, I hear it like drizzling. Uh, Bullet made an appearance. I'm sure you heard him uh, kind of making. A, he was yawning and stretching. Uh, he's beating you with his tail for a while. I don't know where he went, but he made a noise, so he made an appearance. That was his uh, his. I have to. He charges me some some treats, so. That was his guest appearance, so I gotta pay him. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are alright. Like I said, I gotta get rid of this fucking headache. Ugh, sorry, kill me. I gotta take a shower. I just came home from work and just jumped into this. Uh, but she was really awesome. I really enjoy her, and uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm exhausted. I really need to just lay down and check out. Maybe the Yankees will sweep the Red Sox tonight. <clears throat> That'd be nice. Um... Yes, I am a Yankees fan for those out there. Um, go team. Even though we've sucked for most of the year, and now we're actually relatively good. Made some trades, and that's great. So maybe we uh, we have a shot this year. I don't know. I'm not saying we do because our bullpen is terrible, for those who know anything about baseball. Um, but yeah, I don't. we don't need to talk about sports. Um, just seeing if there's any update. Oh, I have been feeling a little better mentally. I've been taking these multivitamins and, and just taking my medication and so mentally I've been in a little better place, you know. So we'll see what happens. Um wish me luck. Pray for
No, don't, you don't have to pray for me, but just uh, keep me in your thoughts. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Please like, comment, subscribe, share with anybody that you know it could help, or you know, if there's anybody who wants to be on the podcast, please reach out to me. Um, and on my Instagram again is at my blurred opinion. Um, so yeah, uh, or find me on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well again. Um, I'm repeating myself as I always fucking do. So I will see you guys on the next one. We're already getting close to. Whoa, what did I do there? There we go. Uh, I will. Uh, yeah, we're getting close to 90. We're getting closer and closer to 100 already. This is ridiculous. We're moving, man. 104 technically is the two years. So, um, but I don't know what I'm going to do for 100. I'm not going to do anything special. It'll just be just an episode and i'll just say happy 100th i don't know i gotta figure something out but um we still got a little ways we're getting there uh, i got a bunch of guests coming down the the pipe here a lot of good guests that are coming up so hope you all continue to support me i appreciate you all so much and um i will see you guys next week all right guys bye